Welcome to Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. This podcast will take you on a journey into the world of gin, where you'll experience this versatile spirit in ways you never thought possible. Now the host of Ginspired, Heather E. Wilson. Hello and welcome to Ginspired, where we talk about and celebrate everything about the wonderful juniper-laced spirit called gin. I'm your host, Heather E. Wilson, and on today's episode, I welcome back to the show Jason McIsaac, co-founder and master distiller of Sheringham Distillery, located on Vancouver Island, British Columbia, Canada. And today we are going to catch up and we are going to chat about what's new since we last spoke because it was like a year ago or so. Their unique philosophy and product development, of course, their gins, and he's going to share some pretty exciting news and so much more. Welcome, Jason. Thank you. Thank you for the warm welcome, Heather. It's great to be back here chatting it up with you. Yeah. Yeah. So you know the drill. As with all episodes, we're going to start by sharing what we are drinking. So Jason, you can go first. What are you drinking today? I have a martini made with our seaside gin and some vermouth, some dry vermouth that I've soaked some seaweed in, and then a little bit of ocean water. So it's two and a quarter ounces of seaside gin, three quarter ounces of the vermouth that's been soaked with seaweed and just a few drops of ocean water. Wow. Um, Shaken, poured into a glass neat and garnished with a lemon twist. Wow. Sounds delicious. I personally love a good seaside martini, but I've never Mm. soaked my vermouth with seaweed, which I totally could. It'd be a different seaweed, but I could do it. <laughs> yeah, it just loans itself a little bit to the brininess and mm-hmm. the seaweed aspect of the seaside gin. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, mine isn't quite as fancy, but still as delicious. And so I'm having the perfect gin and tonic, which is, you guys call it, is Sheringham. So it also is included your seaside gin, which right. is- by the way. And I'm having Fever Tree Light Tonic. Very nice. Yeah, Very so this, nice. Yeah, it allows the seaside gin to really shine and the tonic doesn't really overpower. I really like yeah. that in, in that sense. But. It's a great combination. Yeah. And cheers. We can actually get your gin here on the East Coast. So, All right. So that's something to cheer Happy about. days. Happy days. I it love is. it. Very much yeah. happy days. Okay. So it's been a while since we chatted and I know that you have like so much cool news to share, but let's just start with a quick recap for our listeners about the story behind Sherryham Distillery and, you know, the name and all that good stuff. So just a little quick recap. Sounds great. So Elaine and I, my wife, started Sherryham Distillery in 2015 on our property in Shirley on Vancouver Island in British Columbia. Property looks over the Strait of Juan de Fuca, which is the body of water that separates Washington State from British Columbia and looking out over the Olympic Peninsula. The property was in very close proximity to Sheringham Point and Sheringham Point Lighthouse, which is where we get our name. And the area surely was formerly known as Sheringham as well. So that's where the name Sheringham comes from. We operated in Shirley on this property for three years until we got to a point where we couldn't produce any more out of our facility, which was a carriage house that we converted into distillery. And then we moved into the next neighboring town called Souk, and we've been operating there since 2018. Right. 
And now our exciting news for today is that we are opening a new distillery in the next neighboring town of Langford. And that's where I am sitting today. And we just did our first gin run yesterday here, which was very exciting. And yeah, we're very excited to be in our new facility for a further expansion again. Wow. So is that replacing the current one or in addition to? We are going to close our distillery in Souk Mm -hmm. and just have all our operations under one roof here in Langford. Yeah. Cool. And the reason for that is that, again, you just like outgrew your space and you just... Yes. Okay. That's right. And we did look for another space in Souk. We spent over two years looking and searching and deliberating, and we just couldn't find an appropriate space for us. So that's when we looked in other areas, Colwood, Victoria as well, and we found our new home in here in Langford. We're very happy about it. And I'm sure there's like so many different things that go into looking for a new distillery, not just the building, but location and water and all that stuff. Yeah. What were the kind of main selling points of your new location? Well, one of the main ones was the square footage. So we needed more space to expand and then consider down the road where we will possibly need expansion again and to be able to do that under one roof. Okay. To be central for shipping and receiving is great as well. We're on a main route here in Langford. And then, of course, as you had mentioned, the water and the facilities that everything that we need to operate a distillery here physically. Cool. And I'm sure they were very happy. The town was very happy, I'm sure. (laughs) You know what? Langford, the people and the municipality has been very welcoming to us. And we feel very welcome indeed. Good. Awesome. All right. So that's one piece of big news. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know you have other news and there's news particular, and maybe this isn't news to everybody else, but I'm sure it is since we haven't spoken for a while, some around your management team and your leadership team, there's a lot of women on your team. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's great. Something that's fun and interesting and I'm very excited about and proud of is that all our executive staff are female. All the leadership and management team, they're all female. So I think that's something that's worth celebrating. Yeah, and, and unique. Um, yeah. Very, very yeah. unique. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm very in, proud of it. Yeah, in the gin industry, I have to tell you, I don't get to talk to very many women. So <laughs> Right, right. And being led by, of course, my wife, Elaine, who's the CEO mm-hmm. of the company. Of right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's awesome. So congratulations on that. Thank you. So... I know you were a chef, or maybe you still are a chef. I don't know that. But as a chef, you have a unique approach to product development. So maybe you could share with our listeners, you know, what's your philosophy when it comes to creating a new product? Yes, sure. So my background is culinary, as you had mentioned. I cooked for 23 years professionally before becoming a distiller. And... All the skills that I've learned in that world with flavors, creating dishes, formulating recipes, and using my palate to create everything I brought to distillation. What I've done with gin and gin flavors and spirit flavors is catalog all the flavor profiles and flavors of different ingredients, just like a chef would when they're creating a dish. Right. So I can access those and conceptualize an idea in order to begin formulating recipes. 
So I think it's been very helpful to have that chef's background in creating recipes for gin, for aquaheat, for everything else that we make. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, gin is flavor, it's botanicals, right? And it's all about blending it in the correct proportions. Yes, and creating balance, yeah. abundance of flavor and brightness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So that leads us to your gin products. Right. The last time we spoke, I believe there were only the two, but I know you have more than that now. So maybe you can tell us about, obviously remind everyone about your flagship gin products, but I know you have a few new ones too. So maybe we could talk about those. Sure. So the spirit that we've become most known for, and that is our flagship is the Seaside Gin. The Seaside Gin was conceptualized when Elaine and I were walking along the shore, French Beach, which is a close proximity to our original location in Shirley. And the sea breeze was blowing in, the Nuka roses were blossoming on the path, and it just had that sweet sea air that we all love so much. And we thought, you know, how can we capture this and present it in the form of a gin? So that's kind of where the idea started. Right. We looked to the ocean and seaweed. For an expression of that, which brings brininess, a bit of sweetness, some umami and balance, and some brightness to the gin. And the seaweed that we use in particular is called Alaria. It's winged kelp. Okay. Yeah. We use rose petals in there, of course, as well. Lavender is another floral aspect. Lemon and orange for the citrus. Juniper, coriander, and angelica. All to come together to make a gin that is drinkable on its own, but mixes really well with tonic. It mixes really well in a complex or a simple cocktail, however you want to do it. The way I designed it is that all the flavors are going to shine through and you can still taste that gin when it's in your drink. Yes, which is important to gin drinkers. (laughs) I think it's very important. It's very important. We want to taste the gin. That's right. That's right. Okay, so that's Seaside. And then there's Kazuki. We also have Kazuki, which we are renaming to Beacon, as in Lighthouse. Ah, Or Beacon Hill Park, where there are an abundance of cherry trees and cherry blossoms happening right now as we speak in the spring on Vancouver Island. So this gin has cherry blossoms. Green tea and green tea flowers that are grown here on Vancouver Island at West Home Tea Company. Yuzu and grapefruit are the citrus notes. Grains of paradise get a bit of pepperiness. And of course, we have juniper and coriander to make another expression, which is completely different than seaside, different flavor profile. But again, it has an abundance of flavor and botanicals and is quite versatile and mixes quite well. Goes well with chocolate too. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Yes. The Kazuki brownies from the cookbook are probably in the top three most favorite recipes from the whole cookbook. Wow. Just, Very good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations with that. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. Also have a couple new gins. So, so yes. Well, we have our gin liqueurs, which right. is a rhubarb gin liqueur which has a gin specifically made for it with some star anise, so licorice flavor. And it has rhubarb juice that we make a rhubarb syrup with, blend the two together. It's 25% ABV, very easy drinking. You can just pour it over ice or add a bit of soda and away you go. It's delicious. And we also have a lemon gin, which is created in the same fashion as the rhubarb. It has fresh lemon juice, 
a house-made syrup that we make right in the stills here at the distillery, and then a London dry style gin that we blend all three of those ingredients together to make something that's nice and tart and fresh, tiny bit sweet, balanced, and then ginny too. But uh, that's one of the ones I bring to parties and put in the shaker, shake over ice and pour into the glass and just drink it like that. I bet you you're very popular at parties. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I am. I think the gin is. <laughs> well, you do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We also make Aquavit, which is a Scandinavian spirit. So it is an aromatized spirit like gin. Yeah. But instead of using juniper, we use caraway, dill, and stir anise to flavor it. And it's a traditional drink. It's a national drink in all the Nordic and Scandinavian countries, uh, Sweden, Denmark, Norway, Iceland. Right. The national drink in all those countries. Yeah, I love Aquavit a lot. It's great. It's more of a savory style, botanical style spirit. And we have, which we are releasing here at the distillery on the 29th, new gin called Raincoast Gin. Ooh, I love the name. Yeah, thanks. It is bright and coastal, and it's basically what I wanted to have an expression of fresh rainfall. Mm. So we do have a few forest botanicals in there or coastal botanicals like nettles and oak moss and cedar leaf. Mm. And of course, there's juniper coriander and some very nice lemon notes. I'm really happy about it. I'm happy to share it with everyone. I hope that everyone likes it as much as I do, but I'm very excited about it. It's a delicious gin. I love it in a martini because it really just kind of can stand on its own. That being said, it mixes really well too. But uh, yeah, very excited to add this to the lineup and introduce it to everyone at the end of the month here. Oh, I really look forward to trying it someday. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's your lineup. And I know that part of your company philosophy and just the way you work is all about sustainability and taking care of the planet that is providing all these wonderful botanicals to, you know, for the products. So how exactly do you put your your beliefs and your philosophy of sustainability into practice? Yeah. So like you said, Sheringham is focusing on sustainability. I believe it's crucial for the health of our planet for future generations. We're taking now more than ever. I mean, we've always focused on sustainability, like the sustainability of sustainably harvest kelp that we use in our gin from one of our first products ever. We're working on becoming carbon neutral. We're partnering with a company called Synergy, and they're going to calculate our carbon footprint, create a carbon reduction implementation plan, mm-hmm. and which will help guide us to invest in carbon reduction projects and become certified carbon neutrals. And that also is taking steps in what we do daily in processes here at right. the new facility. We're going to become a part of the BC Green Business Initiative. Um, we will become the first BC certified green manufacturer with them and provide and create an outline for future manufacturing for business in BC and Canada, hopefully as well. Wow. Um, we, yeah, well, great. Thanks. We're planning to become a B Corp certification, which is a really big certification, just to verify that we are meeting high standards or verified performance, accountability, and transparency for social and environmental good. And uh, some of the things that I could talk about, I guess, that we're doing here at just the ground level at the distillery are the winged kelp that I was speaking of. It's sustainably harvested and licensed to do so. 
local gas company here, Fortis BC. We are purchasing a portion of renewable natural gas that they have created by collecting methane from animal and plant byproducts. We are capturing water and recycling it for several different elements around the distillery, cleaning, dilution, all the things that we need water for here at the distillery. And we will be creating a new product line, too, of bitters using a byproduct from gin distillation. So that's also a little exciting thing that's happening. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. And having a line of bitters, woohoo! I can hardly wait for that one because there's not that many Canadian bitters brands, <laughs> you know, and it's part of cocktail cultures. You need it. It is part of cocktail culture. And I'm excited about the ones that we have in the lab right now, I guess you could say. They're almost complete and I just have to just make sure that they are perfect before we release them, but they're very, very close. Ooh, all right. Well, yeah. in the loop of that one. You bet. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, you know, it's been a year or so since we've chatted and I know you've obviously been working hard and having a lot of these changes, but what would you say is the biggest challenge now? Because when we talked before, there was like COVID stuff and, you know, things <laughs> that yeah. was, that's its own challenge, but really? now we've hopefully moved past that. So what's your kind of current challenges that you're facing? Current challenges, I mean, all the all the challenges that come along with running a business, you know, all the small things that amount up to all the challenges that you always have to stay on top of, you know, which are kind of feel normal and that everyone, anyone that runs a business has to deal with. But I'd say, I don't know, one of the biggest challenges that I've had to work on here, I'd say myself, is working with my wife, who is my life partner and also my business partner. Right. So we've had to learn how to work together, which has been great and difficult at times, but we learned how to make tools to work together. And it's actually been one of the most rewarding parts of the business as well, because we've overcome so many things in that area. And now working together, you know, it's very exciting. It's a pleasure and we work really well together. So correct me if I'm wrong, you'd have to put in boundaries between what's home life and what's work stuff. Or is it like you talk about work all the time? Uh, we talk about work all the time. You know, <laughs> we love it and it's fun. Yeah. And, that's you know, some days myself or her has to say, you know what, like we can't talk about it right now. We have to just, you know, talk about something or do something else. And that's easy. You can just bring it up and be like, hey, we have to move on to something else for a while because it's <laughs> been a bit overwhelming lately. So, you know, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. And I know you have a few other announcements of stuff that's coming up. Do you want to? Yeah. So we have, we're having our launch party on April 29th from three to six. We released tickets and they sold out immediately. Wow. Awesome. And we're going to release some more. The reason we're selling tickets is just so we can control how many people come so that we have enough drink and food and can facilitate everyone for coming. Of course. All the proceeds from the ticket sales are going to a charity. And that's the reasoning behind that is just yep. so that we can control it. Yeah. And also starting May 27th, we are having our happy hour here at the new location in Langford, which is going to be some cocktails, some music and some food. It's also a ticketed event, but it's meant to be a bit of a social and just for something for people to do to get out and kind of do something a little bit different. And we will have cocktail kits available for people to purchase and recipes and all that kind of stuff. So awesome. that's going to be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sounds like and, you've getting lots of fun things coming up. Yeah, there's lots of fun things coming up. Something that is very exciting also that's happened recently is the Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle reached out to us and asked us to be the official spirit of the arena and of the NHL team, the Kraken. Wow. Which we have agreed to. And we are now in the arena being served at all of the bars and lounges. We have a Sheringham lounge, which is a 7,000 square foot lounge. And it has a bar on each end. And they have a lot of great drinks, including a lemon gin slushy on tap, which is fantastic. And um, yeah, they approached us because they felt our ethos aligned with our focus on sustainability and the fact that, you know, we're sharing ingredients like the seaweed from shared waters from Washington state and we're coastal and a lot of things like this. So very exciting, very exciting to be there. And now the Kraken has just entered into the playoffs by the skin of their teeth and we are very excited about it. So I was just down there at a hockey game last weekend and it was great. It was a thrill. Thrilled to be there and to be a part of it. Yeah. Wow. You just have news after news after news. It's been a crazy time since I've talked to you last, hasn't it? Has been. Has yeah. been. So mm-hmm. now we are at the point of a gincident story. So you can't tell me there's been no gincidents in the last year and a half or so. No, there has been quite a few, I'm sure. One that's kind of funny is that our original location in Shirley, it was quite rural and forested. And for the cooling system for the stills, we ran a geothermal line to cool them down, which would be down several feet and then pumped back up and circulated through our condensers to keep the chilling system working. And I was there in production one day and noticed that the product stopped coming out of the stills and they couldn't figure out what was going on. I was looking at all the instruments and dials and everything. And I just shut everything down. I was scratching my head. And I said, something must have happened with the cooling system here because it's not operating properly anymore. And everything's way warmer than it should be. So I walked up the water line where the lines went deep into the ground for the geothermal cooling. And I found that a bear had bit into the line and there was water spraying out everywhere. And this bear did this more than once. I just don't know what it was doing, but man, that bear was just all over me in so many different times of <laughs> having the distillery out in the woods, basically. <laughs> That's a problem that many distilleries do not have, is bears biting the lines. That's right. We named the bear Jerry. Okay. At another point in time, it got into our Jerry cans and started <laughs> chewing them up and eating gas. I don't know why, so we called it Jerry. But Yeah. That thing caused us a lot of headaches and stress and sweat at the time. But you just look back and it's pretty funny because there was no real serious problems that happened because yeah. of it, you know. Well, yeah. he obviously had a different palate than most bears. <laughs> yeah, really. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for that. Is there anything else you'd like to share about anything? We're expanding into different regions, which is very exciting, like across Canada, like you had mentioned earlier, we're really focusing on our home and native land here. And we are also expanding into the US, which is very exciting, and the UK and Europe. So we're going international and it's very exciting because it's all being produced here in Langford and being shipped all over the world now. That is exciting and probably has its own headaches, I'm thinking. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, you have to learn all the systems have to be put in place and and the territories taken care of, which all have their own interesting aspects to it. But yeah, 
it's a lot of fun, you know, one of the reasons we're doing it is it's exciting. There's not a lot of dull in the moments, especially <laughs> lately. And we're having a real good time doing it. And, you know, we're just so grateful to have the support from everybody. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I look forward to maybe seeing even more of sharing him Jin here. Cause right now I believe all I've ever seen is the seaside and the Kazuki, maybe not on PEI, but definitely in the area. I've... Right. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. that's awesome. Thank you. You bet. Yeah. There you have it. Everything you ever wanted to know about Sheringham Distillery's updates and their new location and their just so many fun things coming up, you know, between going international, new location, new gins, new products, new sponsorships. That's crazy and awesome way. And of course, their chef inspired approach to product development and all their yummy products and so, so much more. Thank you, Jason, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me here. And I just wanted to mention one more thing. Our tasting room in Langford is going to be open. So if anyone wants to come by, have a complimentary tasting, we're going to have our product for sale available here, along with some merchandise and all kinds of stuff. And you can stop in and see our new space. And the tasting room is lovely. And there's big windows that look right into our production floor. So you can wow. see all the action happening. All right. Well, I look forward to visiting. Yeah. yeah. Look forward to having you. All right. And thank you for listening. Be sure to leave us a review and check out the show notes for links to Sheringham Distillery and theginshop.ca for all your gin floating and novelty needs. Until next time, remember, true friend reaches for your hand and puts a glass of gin in it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. If we've ginspired you, let us know by leaving us a comment and a review. Or drop us a note at heather at theginshop.ca. We may even read your email or feature your ginspirational story in an upcoming episode. And remember to follow us on social media. Until next time, let the party be ginned.